Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Monica's got you on IG right now, IG Live. Is that what's happening right now? Did Monica just go live? She's doing her selfie. You were doing a selfie? How? <laughs> what? Good morning, guys. Good morning. I'm doing but, my so IG. You doing, you doing that story. J. Will stuff? Put me on social media without asking. Yes. Now say something. Oh, that's no. That's say something. Get him. Good morning, J. Will. Say something. Good morning, J. Get him, Monica. Get him, Monica. He needs that. How is it in L. A. Good morning, J. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's 75 degrees. It's nice. Oh, that nice, sounds nice. Jay, how was that Clakers crowd last night at Staples? What? It sounded what? really loud. That sounded like a great Man, building. Was it, was it as point? legit as it sounded? Because that was a – the Staples hasn't sounded that loud in a long time. Yo, I got to tell you, though, we were, we were doing the pregame show last night, and I was worried because when the game started, yeah. it was kind of embarrassing. Flat. There wasn't – like, there was nobody there. Mm. Like it was like half capacity. There were all these boxes were empty. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, are Clipper fans going to actually show out for game three? And then all of a sudden, halfway through the game, it just got packed. And it got live. And they got behind their team. But at first, I was going to say, it was embarrassing for the first, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game now. Yeah, you remember what I said yesterday, Jay? Late arriving crowd. It's just a crowd. different kind of feel. You're, you're right, Keith. You know, that's just, that's what we do. We come late and we leave early. Mm. When you guys were doing, yeah, the pregame show, I was like, wait, where are the fans? Like, yeah. nobody's there That's yet just, at all. Yeah. They still probably at some bar eating or something and hanging out. Traffic. That's the Tra- problem. No. forever Traffic. to get there. They probably just get all glam. You're like, what is going yeah, on here? Yeah. Is this Every- the Western Conference Finals or what? Uh-huh. Dressed like they going to a prom. Tell my sister Maria that orange dress was gorge. Yes. Maybe it was. Sorry. Orange is new black. That's what she said last night. There we go. There we <laughs> but, go. Oh, but overall, Jay, the game turned out to pretty much be a stunner um, with the Clippers, you know, winning the game and not necessarily even in the score, but at least getting one, still down 2-1. And, and uh, Chris Paul didn't have the game that many of us thought that he would have coming back after a long layoff. How did you see it? I love when you're going to host mode, Keith. That was great. That was a great setup. Thing. Great the only thing he didn't, he didn't, he just didn't have a billboard. He could have read a billboard. Too yeah, while he's doing that. yeah was, Paul George provided. Surprised I didn't get the progressive read. I typically get the progressive Paul, read out. Paul George provided a win for the Clippers in the overnight delivery. No, man, go ahead. No, no, no. Come on. You no, finish? Sorry, didn't finish it. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Finish it. <clears throat> Stop screaming at me. Oh, you sensitive? <laughs> Paul George provided a win for the Clippers, and his overnight delivery is brought to you by UPS. Business is changing, and UPS is – oh, UP, USPS Uh-oh, is changing with it. Find out how USPS.com slash New Routes, the United States Postal Service, priority you. Yes, no, the United I'm so States used. Postal wow. Service. Thank you for your support. I'm so used to saying UPS. Leave me alone. No, 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 no. Uh. Okay. I don't know about that one. Need me. I don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. I I let these moments happen just to let everybody know, yes, you need me. (laughs) You're so silly. But still. But you know what, though? Uh, But, Jay, everybody, like what what we talk so much about in this series has been Devin Booker. It's been Chris Paul's return. It's been Paul George. You know, even Monty Williams and the the, the culture that he's got developing there in Phoenix – well, you know what? A lot of people are talking about what Ty Lue is doing with the Clippers. And I know you guys have talked about it, so I'll give credit. But take a listen to Patrick Beverly and the comparison that he made between Ty Lue and another great coach. We crack jokes. We call you know, T. Lue uh, Bill Belichick with all the adjustments he made. Uh, he, he's definitely going to find a way. And we're going to find a way also like we always do. Bill Belichick 
in the way mm. he makes adjustments and finds a way. Is Ty Lue getting that kind of uh, respect and attention now around the league to get this team without Kawhi Leonard to play? They were very competitive game two, and then they win game three, and so we've got a series now. I mean, to be real, the Clippers should be up two to one, yeah. right? I mean, you make two free throws. Um, that game is essentially over. You come back home, defend home court, you're up 2-1. I, I will say this, after game two, after game one, um, we were all getting in the car after the game, and the Clippers bus was right next to our car. So as we getting in, J-Rose, Maria and I, were all saying what's up to Chauncey, because Chauncey was there. I haven't seen Chauncey in a minute since the whole pandemic. And Ty Lue was coming out. You know, so I go over to Ty, I'm like, yo, what's up, Ty Lue? How you been, man? And his look, like I was asking him about him, right? I haven't seen Ty Lue in a while. Um, and he just said, we good. We good, man. Like, we going to be just fine. Like, everybody just needs to press pause. And I was like, no, but Ty, I'm asking you about you, not the team. Like, mm-hmm. just you. But I could tell automatically, like, that's where his mind goes. Like, he's just entrenched in, hey, look, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. People love to jump to speculation. But at the end of the day, as long as we compete and we follow our defensive rotation, which they did last night, he feels like they're going to be fine. So, Jay, I got a question then. Because why is it taking them so – well, I guess game two in this particular series was, you know, really close. But why do they have to go into this hole to turn it, to turn it on? Like, if we're going to be fine, be fine when we start. This is professional basketball. I'm with you on that, Monica. You know, I I also think that the Suns kind of helped last night. Like, the mm-hmm. pace of the game sure. seemed to be so much slower with CP3. They ran so much more half-court stuff for him, and the ball was in his hands a lot. And I, I get that, but when he wasn't on the floor, they they played so much faster. It was up and down a lot, and Devin Booker found his flow. Uh, obviously, the injury to campaign, I think, is, is going to hurt them a little bit, uh, depending upon how he is. Because I, he was just playing at a high level, too. But the ball was predominantly in Devin Booker's hands. And then last night, the ball was predominantly in CP3's hands. Look, they went four, four, I mean, they went essentially, what they go last night? It was like some kind of crazy number they, they went were from combined. the field. It was 10, 10 for 40. 40. Yeah. 10 for 40 combined. And then three from, the four, three from 14 from the three-point line. Like, I, I don't see them having many nights like that. But that was also due to the way they defended. Do you think that the shield that Devin Booker had to wear on the face for the first time had any effects with the way he was shooting the basketball? With the broken nose, yeah. No, I just think the way they defended him was incredible, man. Like, they got Terrence Mann. There was one possession where he got over three screens. Monica, you know this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yo, look. I, I, defense, I get it. But, like, it's key on the second screen, I might get stick, like, I might stuck to the screen like Velcro. Like, it, it's tiring to get over screen after screen after screen, especially with the continuity that Monty Williams runs. So, when you get over screens like that, and there's that kind of defensive effort that you saw Patrick Beverly have last night too, that's just a team that actually they were crisp with their rotations defensively. Like they didn't have any mistakes in their scouting port, uh, scouting report execution. I'm, I'm, like I said before uh, this series even started about Ty Lue, I'm glad that th- he's coaching without a superstar, so to speak, without a Kawhi, without a LeBron James. So this whole narrative yeah. that he isn't a good coach can certainly just go away because people not necessarily in the NBA, but people outside the NBA view it because you know, you won with LeBron James. So the first thing they say is, Oh, that's the reason you won or you're winning because of Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard. No, that's not the case. I'm winning because I know 
X's and O's, and I know what the hell I'm doing. You remember Phil Jackson? Uh, it was always about, well, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Then Michael Jordan went to play baseball, and Phil Jackson's Bulls teams won like 55 games mm-hmm. that year in 94. Uh, you know, and, and we're a very competitive team, so it became, okay, so maybe Phil does know what he's doing. All right, but, okay, so Ty Lue's excellent. We all praise his adjustment so far. But on the other side, you got a guy who some folks would have had as coach of the year, and Monty Williams. So, Jay, what's now the adjustment for the Suns? I think they just got to play faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also, that was one of the questions I had, Monica. I was like, you know, CP3 is coming back. I, I know how talented CP3 is, but, he, you know, he, he's not in game shape. You know that, like you you miss a a day or two of playing hoops, and I, I'm not sure if he was training by himself. I'm sure he was doing all that stuff on his own, but when you're not having game shape and you've been off for 11 days, you're going to come back and be rusty. So for the ball automatically to be in his hands so much, yeah, I think you got to pick up the pace of the game and say, all right, CP3, I hear you're coming back. I know you're in a maestro, but we got to get Devin Booker the ball early, and we got to get him the ball in transition and let him go, like let him get cooking mm-hmm. and. But I don't see CP3 being this off in, in game four. I, well, I, I don't. I, I agree with you for sure. But do you think that – how much of that was the campaign injury, right? Because in the second half, I'm looking like, yeah, you, had to play you know what I mean? Like right. he had to be in that yeah. room. Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, we'll see the, the extent of that injury. You're at a point of the season, though, if you, can, if you can run on it, you play, right? Like I think that's what we know. So we'll see the extent of the Cameron – Pain injury, but injuries have been the story in the postseasons. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Coming up, let's play a little game. Remember the Olympics in China? What came of that, of players playing together, was a super team in Miami. We've got another Olympics, this time in Tokyo. So, what super team can come out of this year's Olympics? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hearing that, we'll like hearing more of that too. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The complaint department's closed, but if you do want to send some praise, we are always welcome for that. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. So, as we know, the Olympics will be later this summer, and we were talking about the women's team and some roster issues there, but the men's team roster for basketball is already set as well. And as we talked about before the break, remember when um, the Redeem team got together, and it was all of the, the stars all played. Now, this year you're not going to get all the stars, mainly because of how late the season's ending. So some guys said, you know, no, 
Um, but you still have some big names on this roster. And so we were just wondering. The Redeem team, out of it came the Miami Heat and LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh. What super team out of this roster could we see maybe emerging where they spend some time together in Tokyo and say, hey, let, let, let's team up. Let's, let's put something together here. So the roster I'll read quickly to you, and then we'll come up with who we think could team up. Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Kevin Love, Jeremy Grant. So there's your roster. Give me two guys, Jay, that you could see where one of them says, you, you know, let, let's team up and let's become the next super team. Who would it be? Who would you like to see do that? Come on, man. This is easy. This is Dame and Zach Levine in Chicago. Dame and Zach Levine, one of the most lethal backcourts that could ever exist. Dame is already used to playing with another guard. He's been doing it. He's used to sharing the ball responsibilities with C.J. McCollum. And, Alan, who, who's the parent? Who, who is Zach Levine with now in the backcourt? Is it? Is it uh, um, exactly. You have to kid. think about it. It's Kobe White. Kobe White, right. I but couldn't you have to think about fast it. enough. Yeah, you have to, but that's, a, that's my, exactly my point. You have to think about it like, well, I, I don't know yeah. who he is. <laughs> well, that, that's is exactly like my point. Second year, yeah. Put these dudes together. Oh, my goodness. It mm. will be a problem for anybody. I would. I, You're not I, happy about it? I, I, no, no. I, cool. I, I think for Chicago, <clears throat> what that, that franchise, you need to give it a lift, right? They, that, that franchise has got to get back to an elite level, too, and that certainly would do it. Boy, I'll tell you what, that city would love a guy like Dame Lillard. Oh. Love him. Oh. Yeah, Scoring I, I, guards key? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to send Dame to Boston with Tatum. You're going to get that leadership, that, that voice that we keep oh. saying they're missing, even though Al Harford is coming back there. But you, you got him, Jalen Brown, and – Dame on the floor all at the same time? I mean, imagine that. Imagine the fact that, much like you just said about Dame, he's used to playing with somebody else that dominates the ball at times as well. So it's not a big issue as far as that goes. But it's more about the, 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 the leadership. That, that's kind of what I think the voice, that guy who says, oh, I'll take this, don't worry. Yeah. I got this. I'm going to handle this. Something that they've been missing for several years now. now. And you think about it too, right? They've been trying to find that guy, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker. They've been trying to find that piece, that guard, that point guard that can score. And they've, they've gone through a couple of them and they haven't been able to get there. And maybe, what, that would be another. It's funny how we're all going to Damian Lillard as the guy. He's going to show up with USA Basketball and every star is going to be like, hey, come to my city, right? Like he's exactly. the guy everybody feels like is the one. Instead of him saying to somebody on this list, you should come to Portland, everybody else is trying to recruit him out of Portland. I'm going to stay away from Dame Lillard. I'm going to go with this, because, I, but I'm going to stay in Boston. Because I actually think you had Bradley Beal to Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think that's special. That's a shooter that they need. I think they've got – I think you can – You don't when you have a guy like Tatum who's a high-usage player, ball's going to be in his hands a lot. Brown also is a playmaker and a scorer. Beal we know is a playmaker, and he's obviously a, one of the great scorers in the game today and a perimeter shooter that they need. I don't think you need a point guard who's a facilitator who's a ball-dominant player. I think you can get a point guard who's like a 3 and D type. So if you add Beal with those three, how do you guard that? I mean, you could play Tatum at the four, Jay. You could play Tatum at the four. Talk about a matchup nightmare. A guy that you'd have yeah, to pull all your stretches. You'd have to pull your fours out of the paint. That, I, I think Bradley Beal going to Boston, and if I'm Tatum, and if I can't get Dame Lillard to come, then I'm, the next thing I'm going to do is go up to, to Bradley Beal and ask him if he'd be interested in coming to Boston. 
Here's my only concern about that one, Alan, is that because I've just seen this with Kimba and I've just seen this with Kyrie, dynamic guards that can score. And Bradley Bill, one of the best kind of combo guards there is in the league. But who makes the game easy for everybody in Boston? Like, that's been my struggle over the past several years of Boston. You have prolific scorers, Jason Tatum, all these guys can score. Kimba could score when he wasn't hurt. Kyrie can score. Bradley Bill would be able to score. But who is in crunch time making things easy for everybody? And not just like a facilitator, but a dual threat for Boston. Yeah. Like, that's a those, legit question. You think those conversations are going to take place, though? Just like in general? Like you think that there's going to be some conversation with? It's I been mean, revealed that they do this. That players do. Oh this. yeah, it's been revealed. They spend so much time together <clears throat> before the Olympics, during mm-hmm. the Olympics. They spend a lot. So it's just natural that friendships that or or you know again relationships that you didn't really have that maybe we were cool but we we didn't really know each other well and then we spent all this time in the Olympics and we really realized that you know what well, we got a lot in common we you know but the guys got really close but, and then say hey we should play together. But the three guys that started all the the. The conversation with all free agents, LeBron and Wade. Some of these guys are under contract, of course. Yeah, right. So, how right. does that conversation? Well, but remember, that but, happened in '08. They didn't become free agents until '10. Well, so these are things that you can. Oh, they set it up. I see what you're yeah, saying. You they set it up. Seeds. They set it two years in advance. And then you say to yourself, like, you know what? I'm gonna be a free agent in two years. Well, so am I. Yeah, but oh, Boston oh. ain't got time to be waiting two years for no damn Dame. Dame. <laughs> Come on now. They, right? Maybe. I mean, but nobody, right, so Zach we, Levine ain't got time to be waiting in Chicago two years. So we came up with our with our with the players we'd like to see pair up from the Olympics. Off the Olympic roster, remember, it has to be the Olympic roster. What do you think? Who would you like to see as the next super team? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or maybe even you would say, like, I can see these two guys pairing up, whoever it is off that roster. Let's grab some calls here. Um, let's see. Let's go to John in Mississippi on the Ben Simmons topic. Go ahead, John. I think Ben Simmons is equal to a running back that's great but has a very bad formula problem. Like, he'll come out the backfield, have a great game, but a fumble five times a season. And then it gets in his head? Mm. Yes. What do you think of that? No. Like, no? Not, a, not no. an issue with fumbling? No, because – Fumbling versus, again, he's not shooting. Where a guy who's fumbling. He's still running. You're still giving yeah. him the ball. Yeah. It's not, you Man. know, yeah. you're giving him the ball. It's Ben's hard to make this, a football comparison to this one. Only really one is. is the receiver. That's it. Yeah. He does not want to go in the, there because he's afraid. Yeah. He's playing the wrong position. He's not a point guard, y'all. What he's is a he? supercharged Draymond Green. Ooh. He's at the four spot. He's at the dunker spot. That is the position Ben Simmons needs to at be least, at, but not at a PG. Draymond will take a three every now and then just to Yeah, Draymond to still knock down shots. He's he not make who, who does Wait, who does Draymond play around? Who does he play around? Well, he's got uh, two great shooters. Yeah. Well, there you go. You have you have the, the personnel is suited around him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it, but, but 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 Jay, it's not about the personnel. It's about him shooting. He doesn't attempt to shoot. Like, like he is a guy. I, I keep yeah, trying to think trying. of who. I'm not defending. I'm not defending that. Yeah, he stopped trying I mean, in the playoffs, and like, that was the like, biggest just concern. Don't, he won't shoot. Just like you. You know, when we talk about I'm on the court playing with y'all, 
and I'm asking for the ball, and as soon as you give it to me, I give it back to you. All I do is I just want to touch it, but I'm going to give it back to you because I don't want to shoot it because I'm afraid I'm going to miss. Yeah, that part's going to be frustrating. Let's go to Dave in Dallas. Go ahead, Dave. If you were to take Devin Booker, talks Kevin Durant, and they're going to Phoenix with mm. the pieces they already have, oh, my goodness. You see, I left I left KD off That'd because be KD already got a super team. That's K- why I never KD's even got a team. There's no yeah. way they can't I even. He, how can you recruit anybody? You have nothing left to give. Yeah, them. I, that's why I they never no even mentioned. Space. That's why I didn't mention KD because he's like yeah, he already on the set. super team. Yeah, he's all set. I don't I don't see that one working out. Yeah, KD's in the tier by himself. Yeah, Jason in Florida. Jason, yeah, like Mississippi. Morning, guys. Listen, I got a question for you. Based off of what we've been seeing recently out of Paul George, do you think that he could be the best player on a championship team? Could he be the best player on a championship team? Well, he's working on being that right now. He's in the final yeah. four. Yeah. Now, Kawhi yeah. helped, obviously, a big help of getting there, but now he's got to be able to get him over the top. When and you look at the four teams it, left, and where if does, he finishes the deal, then he will be the best Where does player. he rank if we take all the players that are left in the, right, the final four rosters? Would he be among the top four players left on all the rosters? Yeah. Right? For yeah. sure. I mean, think about I mean, who's left. It, it, He's better than I mean, he's better than Giannis. everybody in Milwaukee except Giannis. He's better Trae than Young, anybody everybody on the except maybe Trey Young. He's the best guy on his team. And then Devin, Devin and CP. Would you take Devin and CP ahead of him? Like if you were picking no, teams, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So he's in the at least top five. Yeah, that's right? what's so he's, yeah, yeah. So so he's going to be there. So yeah, I mean he should be able to do that. At this point, with what with who's left now? If you said, can he do it on a given year? Well, I mean, you're talking about a league now that has you know LeBron James on the and Lakers see, and, and, and Kevin you Durant. Saw him as much as you could individually to a degree in Indy, even though they kept running into Miami. Yeah, before his injury, before yeah. he got injured in Indi- in Indiana. Yeah, he was the main guy on a team that would. Well, the only thing they did was run into the the brick wall yeah. that was the Miami Heat. Two Everybody years in the ran into that. Yeah, in the conference finals, and he took them to seven games in one of those. So, I mean, he could definitely be the best player in the championship team. I mean, look look how championships pan out. I mean, look at the injuries that we've had this year. Um, I mean, th- this is it's to make most out of the opportunity you have, and that's what he's doing currently right now. They should be up two to one. There's no doubt about it. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. We'll continue with the calls. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests uh, join us on the Goodyear hotline. So coming up, so the Mavericks are in building mode around their young star in Luka Doncic, but is there another kid that could put them over the top? We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. 77-69, George at the front court, lets one fly. Got it to go off glass! Paul George on the J-O-B! Marky just blew some kisses to the crowd. Mark Jones, Doris Burke on the call on ESPN Radio. Paul George hits, banks in a, a half-court buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter as the Clippers go on to win 106-92 to win Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals over the Suns. The series is now two games to one in favor of Phoenix, but the Clippers really needed this win. It was their first win in the Conference Finals history. They trailed by two at the half, but then L.A. outscored the Suns 60-44 in that second half. PG, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. His eighth straight game with 25 or more points. The longest streak within a postseason in Clippers franchise history. 
In the East, the Eastern Conference Finals moves on to Game 2. Bucks and the Hawks tonight on ESPN Radio. Trey Young and the Hawks look to take a 2-0 lead in that series on the road. Atlanta won Game 1 by 3 points. They improved to 6-2 and two on the road this postseason. To baseball, Zach Davies and three relievers combined to no-hit the Dodgers as the Cubs win 4-0. Thursday's no-hitter now moves this season past 1917 for the most no-hitters before July in Major League history. It was the seventh no-hitter this season, tied for the second most in any season in Major League history. Also the first combined no-hitter in Cubs franchise history. Sports Center brought to you by California Almonds. Whether your best means being the best bingo player in the office or the best volleyball player on the planet, you're going to need some help. Almonds are your snack to keep your head in the game and your body energized. So refuel with almonds, California almonds, own your every day, every day. So Jason Kidd is going to, more than likely, the reports are, be the next head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, again, that's Tim McMahon and Adrian Wojnarowski are reporting this. They also are changing up their front office. Um, Nico Harrison, who's been with Nike for a very long time. Key, you know Nico, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love Nico. And, and he's, yeah, he's, it's another one of those guys in the, in the NBA, right? They, he knows everybody. You know, it's like one of those guys that you just know. He knows everybody. Uh, great relationships guy. And what we're learning in the NBA is that is important. Very important. It's having a relationships yeah. guy that knows players, that understands players, that knows what they want. And they're trying to make Luca happy. Because, as the report said, he wasn't happy. So, even Rick Carlisle believes, who Rick Carlisle left Dallas, uh, he's now going to coach the Pacers. Even Rick Carlisle believes that Jason Kidd is the right guy for the job. Remember, Kidd won a championship with Dirk Nowitzki in Dallas. And Dirk also has a lot of influence in the front office or or, uh, in the organization with Mark Cuban. Rick Carlisle said, my hope is that Jason Kidd will be the next coach of the Mavs because he and Luca have so many things in common as players. He said, I just think it'd be a great situation for Luca. And I think it would be an amazing situation for Jason. I'm the only person on the planet that's coached both guys and knows about all of their special qualities as basketball players. To me, that would just be a great marriage, but that's just my opinion. It seems like that's going to happen, Jay. And do you feel like we had Bobby Marks before who said he, he didn't like the fit there? Do you like the fit of Jay Kidd with Luca? I love it. I love it. I think Jay Kidd has grown tremendously since his time with the Bucks. Everybody talks about his strong relationship with LeBron James due to their basketball IQs. But James isn't the only star, right, that Jason Kidd has had great relationships with. Giannis has raved about Jason Kidd. Uh, speaking with him, Bucks ownership on his behalf when he got fired. Dame Lillard publicly lobbied for Kidd to become the next head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. They, um, Jason Kidd is an actual savant. Like When you sp- sit with him and hear him talk basketball, the way he's able to describe that to players, um, it, it's really it, it takes your basketball IQ to the next level. And if there is a perfect person for Luka to elevate his game with, that would be a Hall of Fame point guard that the best players in the game have lobbied to have coached them and respect them. So I love it. And, and Nico Harris, another example. Nico's been with Nike forever. Nike, Nico knows everybody. Everybody loves Nico. And when you're trying to recruit around Luca, having those two pillars as your foundation, I think only helps you take 
the Dallas Mavericks brand to another level around other players around the league about what you're building there. So, so they got they got fresh again. Yeah, you, you had to shake Maver- it up. Yeah, you, yes. you got fresh again. You got a little it's more not, relatable to uh, a little to more this relatable generation. to this generation. It's not some stale bread. Not that Rick Carlisle was stale, but when you have Don Nelson years. and Rick in the same spot for so long, yeah. it kind of it's the same music, so to speak. Now they they got a little jolt of energy and a little different music. Like Jay Will said, there's a rebirth in terms of Jason Kidd. He's grown from whatever coaching mistakes he has made in the past, whether it was with the Bucks or the Nets. You, you can only think that that has happened because you only are going to grow as you continue to stay around the, the NBA and continue to coach. Now you look at what the Lakers did. They went and won a championship with him as a main assistant coach there, doing some of the things with LeBron James. So it's a perfect fit. There's no question about it. Relationships go a long ways in professional sports, and clearly this is his third time around in Dallas, so he likes the city. Yeah. He's, he's liked there. He's beloved there. So why not? You know, and, and it's really showing you, too, how sports management is changing. The NBA, more than any other league, I think we're seeing, that you really have to become more relationships kind of guy. Like in the past, the old way used to be, right, the GM a lot of times was a former player, you know, or a scout, and I just scout players, and I put together a roster, and then the coach, you know, the old school coach, and we just I tell the players what to do, and it, you know, it's up to the players to take care of themselves, and that's really changed. Yeah, like now it's about knowing players, what do they like, what do they want, uh, who gets, you know, who who knows each other, even not about like we said about the Olympic team, right? And and players talk to each other, and in two years maybe they get together. A guy like Nico's not going to be, you know, drawing people just like Worldwide West is, you know, Leon brought Worldwide West into with the Knicks. And William Wesley's another guy that's a relationships guy forever, knows everyone. And it's not necessarily about building this team immediately. It's about I know these guys, they'll know me. I know what they want and I'll know if there's something going on where somebody's not happy where he is or trust. somebody wants to move on. It's a trust factor. Yeah, there's a connection to yeah. it that is important in the league today. Networking more than ever in the NBA is important, and we learned that based on what happened with Miami uh, and that dream team. But, Jay, just listen to Bobby Marks, though, because Bobby did spend time with Jason Kidd, not only as a player in New Jersey. But, but with then, New Jersey, I was with New, I was with the Nets and Bobby that's right. for a short stint yeah. and, with and, Jason Kidd. And also in Brooklyn uh, when Jay Kidd was the coach there as well. And he was on Spain and Fitz. Here's what he said about why he doesn't like uh, the fit with Kid in Dallas. Here's an organization that their image is not good as far as everything that's gone on in that office. You know, they had scandal a few years ago. And now you go out and hire a coach who's had a suspect past. I mean, we all know, well, we're well aware of everything that's gone on in his off-the-court life and you know, Mark Cuban turns around and goes in this th- direction, and it's nothing against Jason Kidd as a coach or as a player, but I don't know. It doesn't sit quite right with me as far as that's the direction they're going. Now, just a little background again, wow. what he's referencing here is, you know, wow. Jay Kidd's had some issues uh, January 2001. He and his wife, uh, you know, he was uh, charged with spousal abuse. Um they, they were since divorced, but that started all the way back then. Mavericks, when he mentions the franchise, had their own issues uh, with sexual harassment. Remember in 2018, that Sports Illustrated report uh, describing the Mavericks organization as a hostile workplace for women. And that's when Mark Cuban, um, you know, had to really make a lot of changes 
at the top there, and he said he had no knowledge of any of this. So I think what Bobby Marks is suggesting is that, you know, it's an interesting hire for a franchise that has had some issues to make because Jay Kidd has had some of those same issues in his past, but it's a long time ago, and yeah, you you know you want to see if if that's a long <laughs> can, time, yeah. long so long ago, and not right. only is it so long ago. Jason Kidd, whatever issues he had with his family and all those sort of things, I'm sure whatever necessary counseling or whatever the case have been, he's gotten that taken care of, and he's grown from that, I'm assuming. And then in terms of the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd doesn't have anything to do with what went on with the Mavericks. That's a Maverick organization. He wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And that's Mark Cuban who had to fix that problem. So I don't – you tell me, Jay, you say – you know, you've been obviously you play for the Nets. You've been around Bobby Marks. To me, it sounds like that's some sour grapes in the relationship that Bobby Marks may have had at the time with Jason Kidd when they were both with the Nets as a player as well as a front office guy. It didn't go well. So this is one of those situations where it's like, well, I don't know about that one. Hmm. I don't know if it's sour grapes. I mean, Bobby's. I mean, he did talk facts here. I mean, uh, Jay Kidd did have an issue with the DUI with the Brooklyn Nets as well. Um, but I, I firmly believe that Jason Kidd is, is a great fit for the Dallas Mavericks. And I, from what I've seen over the past several years is that it's been a, a clean record for him. Um, just in the amount of attention of detail he's put in with the Lakers, all the reports I've heard out of the Lakers camp about how focused he's been, um, and then about the amount of players that have raved about mm-hmm. Jason Kidd. So, look, um, is there a past there that you can reference? Sure. Um, but as we all know, when you're very talented at something and you put in the time key, uh, everybody deserves opportunities. So, you know, I, I can't really double down on what Bobby Mark says. He's entitled to his opinion. I still think Jason Kidd is a perfect fit for Dallas and for Luka. Well, let's I remember think Dallas too, thinks he's a perfect fit, too. That's why they're hiring Pretty him. clear. Now, let's yes. remember, too, that I, and I'm really surprised because to me the, the, the criticism or the concern about Jay Kidd in both Brooklyn – and then later with uh, Milwaukee, because you remember how he got a, out of the Brooklyn deal to go to Milwaukee because he was friends with the owners there, is mm-hmm. the idea that he tends to want to have say and dabble a lot in what the front office is doing, and that creates friction because it's that idea that he wants what he wants when he asks for it and doesn't get it. And so, you know, that's the question is, will that happen in Dallas? Well, if, you know, he and Nico Harrison probably uh, we know have a Nico, relationship. Nico, Finn, all them, they and all. Michael Finley's going to yeah. be there. Dirk, those are all guys that he's played with yes, that he knows, and, yes, and in Cuban. Yeah. So I imagine they all feel like if we're all together on the same page, those issues won't happen. And they, what the most important thing, they got to make sure Luca's happy, and there's going to be 200 million reasons for Luca to be happy, and that should be the next thing mm. they end up doing. The NBA Eastern Conference Finals are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight, Game 2. Bucks and the Hawks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Coming up, take it or shake it, including a great question about the biggest game of the entire sports weekend. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. 
your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, we got the dogs on the pier. We've got a Friday and we've got Evan hosting Take It or Shake It. Go, Ev. Yeah, so the Sixers, they seem to have issues. So the Bulls will win a title before the Sixers. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it, shake it. Shake it Key. Shake that. Don't shake that. that, Key. Are you sure? 76ers are way closer to winning a title than the Bulls. Uh, I, didn't say, I didn't say closer. It's who's going to win it. Yeah, but the 76ers, they got a lot of work to do because they yeah. got to figure out what to do with Ben Simmons. All what the Bulls a, have to do is just... And all the Bulls, and the, the, but wait, all the Bulls got to do is land a, a, a golden prize. Yo, it's not like the the 76ers are, are that far off from a championship. What if the Bulls go grab Dane? Right. What if, what if that so happens? What, does they're that both, change for you? The Nets in the East, around, Alan, What do you mean with the Nets around? Use that same argument, Alan, for the Nets in the East. It's the same thing. What do you mean? The no, it's the, same, it's, the the same, it's the same thing if you, if you, you want to use that argument against the Bulls. But right now, the way the Bulls are constructed, Philadelphia oh, no, 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 has no, an easier uh, path. Let, let me finish the point. This is we'll win it before another – right? This isn't we'll win it in the next two years. So do I feel like the Sixers might have a really good team with Joel Embiid and whoever else they get if they do trade Simmons? But with the Nets doing what they're doing right now, by the time they get out of the way, will Joel Embiid be kind of already heading the other way because he's older, he's got obviously the injury history that you never know about, and then the Bulls just continue to build, build, build until they've got something maybe in five years or eight years from now. It's, the That's question fair. isn't next two, two, three years. It's who will win one first. first. It could be yeah. in ten years. It doesn't matter. Point is, I would say the Bulls. Yeah, I say the Bulls. All right, I- I'm still taking the Seven Sixers. Okay, okay. That's, that's you. Fair enough. So he's shaking it. Moving on, Trey well, Young. Shaked it too. Go, move on. Trey Young will win as many NBA championships as the guy he's compared to, Steph Curry. Shake, shake it. it. Shake, shake that. It. Shake that. Shake yeah, because Steph probably got another one in him. Mm. Probably got another one in. And him. the Legion of Doom never wins a championship, so he, he he's got another one in him because Clay's coming <laughs> Alan, back. The Legion you, of Doom. They got some assets <laughs> to trade around and move around. They just got what the seventh pick in the NBA draft again in the lottery. So, you know, did you really wear an Atlanta Hawks jersey? Yeah, why? On, on that's uh, Pistol Pete. Was that? I know that was a Pistol Pete jersey, yeah. right? That was a pretty. I mean, it was a cool throwback. Yeah, but you wore that on was that Jay Leno? I've been so on so many of those oh shows, I don't remember. Um, yeah, that was, that, I think I'm that was Jay, there it Jay is. Leno. There it is right now. Look With at my that. probation officer, Brad <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> don't why I look you, like that? Why would you go like dress? Like a fake rapper. look like Darius from, Miles. Like, why did you go dress like that? What made you want to just... look like no damn Darius Miles, <laughs> fool. 
<laughs> Did you have a headband on? What? Yeah. That's man, you know that you, you know that's the, jersey. But you, come on, man, that was the swag, dog. I mean, those pants you got in big and tall, didn't you? That was the swag. That was it. That was in back then. That was Alan. it. That's what everybody man. Check, no, it put that picture. Right. Put that picture back put up. Put that picture back. Put it back up. up. I'm gonna I'm gonna break my whole wardrobe down. Oh no, that's next hour. We're gonna do that next oh, no, hour. We'll okay, all right, later. but that's it. Yep. But look at Brad. Brad in a suit though. <laughs> You could fit six of me's in Keyshawn's pants. In one leg. <laughs> hey, I hope you had rocks in your pocket because if a wind blew, you were going, you're definitely going up Pockets, in the air with that my, thing. I could take my hand and stick it all the way down to my knee. Um, <laughs> Pockets was deep. Did not need to know that. Oh, stop. Moving on. Oh, Freezing. Freezing. <laughs> Baker Mayfield will throw 40-plus touchdowns this season. Take it or shake it. 40? 40. Shake yeah. it. Really? Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, they're not going to allow it. 40. Yeah, or more. Yeah. They're not going to allow it. Shake it. Shake it. They're not going to allow that to happen. That's not what they do. He'll be right at around that 32 mark, that 28 yeah. to 32 up in that area, mm-hmm. uh, but very efficient. Mm-hmm. Very, Still very a run-first offense. Yeah, they're, yes. not, they're just not going to do that. They'll run first and second. And third. Yes, <laughs> and third. <laughs> Guys, some would say Game 3 are the two best words in sports. I think it's Game 7. The Islanders will win Game 7 tonight. Take it or shake it. <laughs> Take it! Oh, Han. Take it! Uh, shake shake it! it! Oh, no, no, you know what? I want that. I want that. Shake Tampa Bay down in hate. Tampa. <laughs> they got skunked 8-0 in Tampa the last time. Mm-hmm. 8-0 skunk. So let's go back to the scene of crime. Look at, look at, my God, did you see Mayfield with that just... Look at that finish. The skunk. Eight. Look at this. Oh, oh, Beauvillier. Oh, yes. Come back. We sent Shanky. There's something special about that team and what's happening. But I'll, I'll take that hate. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go negative. I I'm just that. telling you what's going to happen. That's right. You got to wonder if Nikita Kucherov plays and what that means for the game. Game 7, part of our weekend preview. And this weekend preview is brought to you by Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card. Earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. One more, guys. Ben Simmons has played his last game. Shake it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Again, Jay, have you. Okay, so let me ask you this, Jay. Have you ever sent your agent in to talk to any teams (laughs) other than to get you some money? He's out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's out. I mean, I mean other, honestly, other than to get me some money. You heard Woj, right? What did Woj say? That they're they're committed to figuring working with yeah. and figuring it out. Like mm. that's if your Rich, commitment is that you're committed to figuring it out, you're committed to finding a new place. Rich Paul, now you're committed to finding a good trading partner, and we'll see where that Rich is. Rich Paul went to communicate. Hey, speaking of Ben, can the Sixers fix Ben Simmons? Plus a conversation with the NFL's chief medical officer. You don't want to miss that. Next, KJZ, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.